purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright. I am the founder of Christian Girls Pop, and I'm so happy that you could join me for another episode. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a repeat podcast listener, welcome back, girl. Get ready for another good episode. We will be continuing with the topic of change, and this week we are talking about the timing of change or when to change. And the question you may be asking yourself, when should I change? We will talk about some aspects of change and hopefully give you some insight on that exact question. Before we get into this, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for another opportunity to deliver your word. Lord, I thank you for what you have put on my heart. I pray that I pour it out just as you gave it to me. I pray that we all receive it well. We apply it to our lives and we begin to change and mold and shape into the women that you have called us to be. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, like I said, we've been talking about change, and we will continue to all month long. Last week, we laid out the introduction of simply what is change. This week, we're talking about the timing of change. As you know, timing with anything can be so crucial. It can make or break a situation, and you have to know the right move to make. You have to know when to go, when to stop, when to move, and when to pause. And that comes with dependence on God. That comes with intimacy with Him. That comes with relationship with Him. The more you spend time with Him, the more you will understand when He speaks. You will understand His ways. You will understand Him. You'll be able to hear Him better. And you'll be able to know what the next step is for your life. So, I love definitions, so let's start with the definition of timing. The choice, judgment, or control of when something should be done. The choice, judgment, or control of when something should be done. I would like to emphasize where it says the control of. That means that something has power over it. Something has authority over that thing. God has authority over his timing. God's timing is on his time and not ours, but we also have control over our timing as well. I would like to break it down in two ways. God's timing is when he asks something of us. Our timing is when we obey what he has asked of us. The timing works both ways. When I'm speaking of the timing of change or when should we change, it's not just when we hear God, but it's also when we choose to respond and obey to what God is asking of us. So for this podcast, there's going to be three different points that we are going to hit on. The first point, timing is everything. Timing is everything. The second point, God's timing is perfect. And last but not least, our timing displays our obedience. And we'll break them down as we go, but let's start with that first point. Timing is everything. I'd like to turn your attention to scripture And the verse is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. If you're familiar with this chapter, you know that it specifically talks about how there's a time and a season for everything. And I just wanted to focus on that first verse. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. 
And if you were to continue reading through the chapter, you would read of how the scripture breaks down. There's a time to mourn and a time to rejoice. There's a time to plant. There's a time to harvest. And it goes on and on. And it essentially explains the course of life. There is a time for everything. There's seasons that we go through. There's stages of life that we endure. And with each season, with each stage, there comes a different level of maturity, responsibility, actions that need to take place, just depending on where you are in life. So this verse says for everything, there's going to be a season. So like I mentioned, there's different seasons for different things. And so not everything needs to change at one time, but also not everything needs to remain stagnant. If you look at the course of your life, you will see that there was a moving piece at all times. Something was always moving. If your job was secure, you may have had a friendship that was not or that was changing if your housing was secure maybe your finances were changing and then you can look at your life whatever that looks like for you not everything changes at the same time but not everything stays stagnant or still at the same time either some things shift depending on the season and so you may have heard the saying you got to be the right thing at the right time here's something to think about if it's the right thing at the wrong time it makes it a wrong thing simply because of timing. And you can flip that and vice versa. If it's the wrong thing, but you think it's happening at the right time, it may look like the right thing. If it's a bad guy that shouldn't be in your life, but you think it's at the right time, quote unquote, but it's actually just a season of vulnerability for you or a season that you need to be single or need to be healing. Now, all of a sudden, that guy looks like the right thing When he's not, but it just happens, but he just happens to show up at a certain time. Do you see how timing can go both ways? Timing is everything. Timing is so important. And knowing when we need to change, knowing the when is crucial to our development, to our relationship, and to our journey with God. So timing is everything. And the second point is that God's timing is perfect. We know God's timing is perfect because he is perfect. There's two verses of scripture that I would like to point out as we talk about this aspect of his timing being imperfect. The first verse is Psalm chapter 18, verse 30. Psalm chapter 18, verse 30. It says, this God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. His way is perfect. The second verse is Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4 says, The rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. The rock, our God, his work is perfect. And so here's the thing. In order for you to trust God, you have to believe the word of God. The word of God backs up our God. The word of God lays out the truth of who our God is. In order for you to trust him, you have to trust what you're reading is also true. You have to believe those statements. You have to believe those verses that I just read in order to trust him. If you don't believe that he's good, if you don't believe that he's perfect, if you don't believe that he's all-knowing and he's sovereign, then you won't trust him to bring you to and through a situation. If you don't believe that he is good, then you will try to take matters into your own hand instead of allowing God to do the work. If you don't trust God to be a provider, then you will try to make ends meet on your own without consulting him. 
If you don't trust God to be a healer, you may go end up doing some voodoo or some putting some curses on yourself without knowing it because you're trying to take alternate routes instead of trusting God. We have to go back to the word of God. This is where the truth is. This is where our foundation is. And if we can get these foundational principles embedded inside of us, then we are able to walk in that and live that out in our day-to-day lives, including in our obedience to him. We have to go back to the truth. Affirm yourself with the scripture. Remind yourself of the truth. And when God is asking us to move, when he's bringing us to change, even if you don't understand it all, even if it's not making complete sense, trust that he knows what he is doing because of what Psalm 1830 and Deuteronomy 32, 4 tell us because of what we see in scripture over and over again, that, that our God is holy and sovereign and omnipotent and omniscient and so powerful. We have to trust him in order to walk in obedience. We have to trust him in order to live out what he has asked of us. And so speaking of obedience, that leads to our third point. Our timing displays our obedience. Notice I mentioned that I'm referring to our timing now. Point two was referring to God's timing. We know that his timing is perfect. We believe that, or I pray that you begin to believe that over your life. Once you believe step two or point two, then it's time for point three, which requires action from you. This is normally where we get caught up because we love to do anything as long as it doesn't require us to move. As long as it doesn't require us to sacrifice or to be uncomfortable or to be a little scared while we do it or to step out into the unknown. We love to sing oceans, right? Everybody loves, and I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours. We love oceans. Spirit, lead me where my trust is beyond borders. Until he asks us to do that. Until he takes us to a place where our trust is beyond borders. Until he's asking us to step out of the boat and to walk in faith. Then everything begins to change. Now, all of a sudden, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, I know I sang that song in church. I probably was the one leading it. But now you want me to do it? I don't know about that one. Things begin to change when we have to put in work. When the ball's in our court now. Remember, God's timing is steadfast. If God never changes, then that means his timing never changes either. So therefore, his timing will always be perfect. The question is, what will our obedience look like? So once we believe the truth of God's timing is perfect, it is our responsibility to live it out. What will your actions say about what you believe? What will your obedience look like? I want you to hear this and get this in your head. Slow obedience is still disobedience. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. And I know that sounds crazy because you're like, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. But think about this. Why are you procrastinating? Why are you hesitating? Is it because you're trying to rationalize something? Is it because you're trying to do it your own way rather than trust God? Oftentimes that's the case. We procrastinate because we think we know more than him. Instead of remembering that his ways are higher than ours, that means that he knows way more than what we can see. 
We hesitate because we try to talk ourselves out of it or we don't trust God enough to bring us through it or we think it's too hard or it's too this or it's too that. The whole time we're missing out on so much that he has for us simply because we are too busy trying to plan it out and think it through in our own heads. All that time that we're taking, that's delaying the process. That is bringing us into slow disobedience or delayed disobedience. Delayed obedience is still disobedience because you still haven't done it. The first time somebody told me this, I almost fell out of my chair. I said, what you mean slow disobedience? What you mean delayed disobedience? I had never heard of that. And I felt some type of way when I heard it. So maybe this is you hearing it for the first time. And you're like, how dare you talk to me? You almost tempted. You almost got tempted to pause this thing and go find somebody else's podcast. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. But I really want to just explain and educate this to you so that we're not walking around in delayed obedience, but instead we just go for it. Maybe you've hesitated your whole life. Maybe you've been a worrier or a procrastinator or you just put off so much because of fear or because of not feeling like you could do it or whatever the case is. I want to challenge you to do something different this time. If you've always procrastinated, don't. Just go for it. Get it done. If you've always hesitated, don't think about it too long. Just do what he's asking of you. And if you caught last week's podcast, you would know that I am currently in my own season of change. And so everything that I'm saying to you, I'm preaching it right back to myself. Because I also need to get this through my own big head. I also need to remind myself that I need to just go for it. Whatever God is calling me to, the things that he has brought me to in this season, I need to trust that he will bring me through this situation and this season as well. So don't procrastinate with God. Don't put him on hold. Don't say, yeah, 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 I'm going to do it, but no buts. Just go for it. No more, I will soon. What if there is no soon? What if soon never comes? Then what will you be able to answer for yourself? When you're standing before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what will you have to say for yourself? I was going to get around to it. I was about to. I was gonna. I was fixing to. Whatever whatever little country saying you want to use. Or if you want to get real proper, I was headed that way. I was going to. Whatever you want to say. All of it equals disobedience. All of it equals You didn't get it done. You didn't change when God wanted you to. You didn't step out when he asked of you, when he asked you to do this. What will our actions show? There's a familiar Bible story that I want to just highlight one simple thing in there. And it's the story of Peter walking on the water with Jesus. You can find this story in the Gospels. And the verse, the passage that I'm going to be reading out of is the one found in Matthew Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. So long story short, Jesus began to walk on water and everyone on the boat was freaking out. And then Peter said, Lord, if this is really you, bid me to come out on the water. Ask me to come out on the water. And Jesus did. So the two verses that I will be pointing out is Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. Verse 28 says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. So it continues on and Peter ends up taking his eyes off of Jesus and sinking because he 
was focused on everything else except walking on water with Jesus. That's not the part I want to focus on, though. I want to emphasize verses 28 and 29 because of Peter's immediate obedience. Verse 28, Peter asked him, Lord, if it's you, call me out on the water. Verse 29, Peter got out the boat and he started walking. This is what it looks like for some of us in our lives. The the equivalent of Peter asking Jesus to call him out of the boat onto the water is how we look when we ask God to use us and change us and shape us and mold us and we're ready to be used for the kingdom. All these things that we love to pray. You know, we have a good church service. We'll pray this at the altar call. I surrender all. Spirit, lead me. You got oceans playing. Like, you know, you got the full work up and you are ready to surrender. You're ready to do whatever God has for you. And it all sounds good. Then verse 29, Jesus says, okay, come. For us, then Jesus says, okay, I'm ready to use you. Go do this. Change this. Take away this. Add this. Leave that person. Drop that friendship. Drop those drugs. Drop the fornication. Do these certain things. And now all of a sudden we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. In Peter's case, he immediately stepped out of the boat. Can we say the same of us? Peter could have began to question or doubt or rationalize or try to put science into this. Like, so how am I supposed to actually get out the boat and walk on the water? He could have done all these things. And what would have happened? What would he have missed out on? He could have missed out on that miracle of walking on water with Jesus. He could have missed out on that intimacy, that relationship, that moment that he will never, ever forget. What are you missing out on because you're hesitant because you're procrastinating, because you're not willing to immediately obey. What are you missing out on? What are others missing out on because of your delayed obedience? This is not a podcast to condemn or to chastise or to just beat you up and be like, get it together. Maybe just a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But this is just for us to Be awakened to the reality of what we have going on in our lives. This is so that we can be pushed into our purpose. This is so we can have that sign that we were waiting for to step out on faith. This is your sign so that we can go and do what God has called us to do. A lot of us, we know what God wants for our lives. We know what God has for us. We know what God is asking of us, yet we haven't done it because we're scared or we're doubtful, or we don't know how it's going to work out, or someone a long time ago told us that we would never amount to anything, and now that's all we believe instead of the truth of God. Whatever it is, we have been hesitant. We have been procrastinating. We have not changed when God has asked us to change. We have not moved when God asked us to move, and we've just put him on the back burner. We've put God on hold. I I want that to change for your life. If God is telling us to move, we should move. If God is telling us to change, we need to change. We have to trust that God's ways are higher than ours. I mentioned it earlier. That verse comes out of Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 through 9. His ways are higher than ours. The verse says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God knows what he is doing. Even in uncertainty, you can trust that his timing will be perfect. He's not going to lead you somewhere where he won't go. 
He won't lead you somewhere and just forsake you. Deuteronomy reminds us of that. He will be with you through the entire transition. Whatever he's asking of you, whatever he's calling you to, whatever big change is in front of you, he will be there throughout that entire transition. So whatever that is for you, whether it's a new baby or a career change or new friends or a new church, maybe you're relocating, whatever it is, whatever big transition, whatever big change, maybe it's forgiving someone. Maybe it's letting go of bitterness and anger that you've always held on to. Whatever it is, know that God is in control. If he's asking you to do something, he trusts that you will get it done, He and he knows what is best. So don't procrastinate. Don't hesitate. But instead, just go and take that huge leap of faith. Don't wait to walk on water. If he's calling you, step out of the boat with urgency. Step out of the boat with urgency. He won't let you drown. He's got you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Christian Girls Pop. I pray that you were motivated, encouraged, inspired, blessed. I myself am motivated to get up and do the things that the Lord has called me to do. So I want you to do the same. Join me as we all go on our journey of change. We're all in this together for sure. If you haven't already, you can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. Our website is ChristianGirlsPop.com, but it is currently under renovation, and we will let you know when it is back up and running. We will be having our monthly Bible study on September 26th, and there are two opportunities for you to join. They will be located on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. I will be going live on Instagram at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook. And once again, that date is September 26th. It's a Saturday, the last Saturday of the month. So make sure you save the date so that you can join us. It's always a good time. We have so much fun. We study. We get to know other people from different parts of the world. And it's really a great time to just connect with other sisters. So make sure that you have your reminder set so that you can join us. If you would like to donate, you can donate via PayPal to cgpopdonate at gmail.com. cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.